Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Thank you, brother. Good job there. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of God. Can somebody say amen tonight? Oh, come on. Can somebody say amen tonight? Again, I want to say before I begin the preaching, I want to say, first of all, thank you so much to Pastor Terry Wakefield for allowing me to be able to come and minister here in his absence. I want to say I never take it lightly to stand behind another man's pulpit, but I believe that God's going to meet with us. Can somebody say amen tonight, church? Again, once again, thank him. I want to encourage you, pray for all those men and women that are not here tonight that are in the Bible conference, that God would visit them. But while God is visiting them, God's also going to visit us tonight by the grace of God. Come on, Matthew chapter 12 tonight and the word of God. And so again, it's just a great honor. And I count it an incredible privilege to be able to be here this evening. But I want God to speak to people. Many of you know, or you may not know, that in South Africa, a lot of people, a lot of times are struggling to try to find a place many times to live. So what they do many times in South Africa is they... They find a family, they find family members who have a house, maybe a two-bedroom house or a three-, four-bedroom house. And what they do is they will go to them and they'll say, listen, we really don't have anywhere to stay, but we would like to be able just to kind of rent out a room. This is so common in South Africa, in the community where we live, sometimes you'll even see older people, husbands and wives, they'll come to someone's house and they'll just say, listen, We really cannot afford to live or have our own house. We simply want to be able just to rent a room to be able to live. You'll even see sometimes young people that begin to get married, they'll step away from their family. And then they'll say, look, you know, we don't have the money or the resources, but can you just please rent us a room? And what they do when they rent them that room is they say, listen, this is your room. This is where you're going to stay. And thank God it has a door sometimes don't even have a door and some and what they'll do is they'll say thank you for you know you're going to stay in this room and they have absolutely real no access to every other room of that house they're kind of just a guest that's staying there and they're renting out that room but their main goal and their main desire just let me be able to get inside and live inside that one room just give me a space i thought about this as i was preparing this message Right before I left South Africa, and I encourage you, pray for us. I've been here now two weeks, getting ready to go on three weeks. We're supposed to be flying out on Saturday. And when I left Cape Town, South Africa, and I landed in the Netherlands, I got a message. They go, Pastor, they've shut all the churches down. Can't even have church. Our church currently right now cannot even assemble. They can't even get together. I've been sending them messages over, over, over video and over WhatsApp, and they've been hearing the gospel But pray for them that God would continue to help them and for us there in that nation. 
But I was thinking about this because when I left South Africa, I was put this sermon together. And I said, God, it's interesting to me that men and women, God, they're trying to stabilize their life. And they're trying to find a place to stay. And all they want, God, is simply just one room, God, even in a house. I said, God, but how much more men and women who are saved and are born again, that when you accept Jesus Christ, the Son of God, can I tell you something about God tonight? That when God comes into your life, he don't want just one room. He wants every room tonight, church. He doesn't want to be able to come and say, you know what? You allow me into this area, but God, you can come here. But God, you cannot come, God, into this area of my life. But I want to tell you something. If you are saved and born again tonight, you would say, God, I don't want you in one area, God. But come, God, and inhabit, God, everything that I am. Can someone say amen? God, come in, God, and have right of way, God, in every area of my life. But I want to say this evening, the demonic is also very real. And one thing about the devil and the demonic tonight is when he tries to take men and women out of the will of God, he also wants to come into every room of your life now. But what men and women must do is say, God, if you're going to come in, God, and you're going to live, God, then I'm going to close every door to the devil tonight. I'm not going to allow the devil to have no room. I'm not going to allow the devil to have any access, God. God, every place, every area of my life, God, my heart, my mind, my soul. Devil, I want to tell you, those doors are closed off tonight. I want to preach tonight on closing doors tonight. Matthew chapter 12. Come on, let's go through the word of God. Matthew, closing doors tonight. The Bible says in verse 43, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes to dry places seeking rest, and he finds none. Then he says, I will return to the house from which I came. And then he comes and he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Then they enter and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it be also be with this wicked generation. I want to pray. God, I come tonight once again, God, by the grace and by the mercy of God. God, I thank you this evening, God, every man and woman tonight sitting in the house of God. God, tonight I know, God, you're a faithful, a just, and a mighty God. God, when you come to save God, you also come and have power, God, to deliver us. We bind hell tonight, God, every strategy of the demonic, every assault of hell, God. And we've come tonight, God, to declare war on the devil, God, and close every door by the grace of God. I do not come tonight, God, in my own ability, nor do I come, God, in my own strength. For I have absolutely, God, no confidence in my flesh. Holy Ghost, I depend upon you and only you and the people of God this evening said. Come on, believe God this evening said. I want to lay tonight a foundation about the unclean spirit. Think about this tonight. Because these are the words of Jesus. He's now speaking truth. But not only when he's speaking truth, he's also speaking somewhat of a warning. See, you know that when you are not saved tonight. 
that we are filled with all kind of manner of unclean things. Is anybody here this evening? But do you know tonight that when you are not saved, you have also embraced the spirit of the world and everything that is in the world. I was there and the Bible says, 1 John 2, 15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. See, when you are filled with the world, I want to tell you, you cannot be filled with God at the same time. I always see people that are saying, Pastor teach. I want God to help me. I want God to give me breakthrough. And I always tell them this. I know the God that I serve can give you breakthrough. I know the God that I serve can deliver you. But I also know one thing tonight. If you're going to embrace God, you must embrace God. And you cannot embrace God and the world at the same time. You will embrace one or the other. And whatever you embrace then will overtake you. The Bible says now in verse 43, look at this. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and he finds none. See, this is true that without God and without salvation, that you live a life in an unclean state and you are filled with all manner of ungodliness. And I want to tell you something. Hell would love to bring havoc in all of our lives. The Bible clearly says that an unclean spirit can leave tonight. I'm so glad tonight to know that when I found Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I had to do one simple thing. Make a choice in my mind to surrender my heart to God. Come down to an altar and bow my knee and not one devil in hell can reside on the inside of me. It was just that simple understanding that who God is. I want to tell you, if my God is for us, not even hell tonight can be against us. I remember the power of God and the transformation of what God can do. Everyone can be free. Listen tonight. It could be lust this evening. You could be filled tonight with perversion. You could be here battling tonight with hate. Battling tonight with drug addiction. Alcoholism. You could be battling tonight with your tongue. You could be a gossiper. God help us this evening, church. Think about this tonight. Whatever it is you're battling, whatever's tried to get a stronghold on you, I know a God tonight that can set you free. He can deliver you. The Bible says this now, that these things have every possibility to be at work in our lives. How many tonight have heard the story, no doubt, of Mark chapter 5 in 9 through 15? This is a familiar story. We've all heard many sermons on this, but this is the gathering demoniac. When you read the story about the gathering demoniac, you have to know and tell yourself something must have happened along the way in order for him to be in that manner of state. He had to open some kind of doors. You don't end up like the gathering demoniac by accident. You don't end up the way he ended up by just simply living life. No, no, no. He ended up that way. I guarantee you somewhere Doors were open, but I serve a God tonight that can set you free. God is able. And here's the gathering demoniac. Now the demonic has had access. Now the demonic has now had a stronghold. He lives there and he resides there. But I also want to say something and make you understand that there's a God of hope tonight. That God that can work in our lives. 
that no matter the condition this evening, it doesn't matter to God how many unclean spirits are there, that everyone must understand that when God takes over, God takes total control tonight, church. I mean, think about this tonight. 2,000 devils. That's a lot of devils. Is anybody here this evening? I mean, I don't know how many I had. I don't know how many you had, but 2,000 is a lot of devils. I know one thing. I was born in Puerto Rico, and my grandmother and them, they like to practice brujeria and santeria. Come on now. So I know there's a lot of devils tracking me now. And I'm wondering tonight, when, when you bow your knee, can you remember that moment? Can you remember that day God began to touch you and God began to set you free? Because not even hell can stop God tonight, church. Look at this. 2,000 unclean spirits. And by the hand of God, the voice of God, they all left. See, now the aim of God is that when an unclean spirit has left you, now the world sees you as God sees you tonight, church. See, but you must pay attention this evening that the demonic also realizes that they've also been removed from the place where they one time resided. Look at this tonight, church. I really, I'll be honest with you. I've read this text. I preached out of this, but I didn't get this revelation until I lived in South Africa. My wife and I, my wife named Nicole, we live in a security complex in South Africa. You come, you take the back roads. Sometimes these roads are very, very dangerous. When you finally come out those back roads and you come around into our area, we live in a security complex. I'm getting up one day to go to prayer. And when I'm getting up, I can't believe how much traffic is all the way backed up, even by the security complex. I'm wondering, man, what is it? What could be happening? What is going on? Why all the, all the traffic backed up like this? So finally, I, I make my way around. And when I make my way around, I see a family that's sitting out in the street. They've got their stuff on the street. They're kind of causing somewhat of a chaos some kind of a ruckus. And I knew exactly what happened. See, in South Africa, they do what they call land grabbing. They find land that's empty. And so what they'll do is they'll come and they'll pitch up a shack or they'll put a little shack on there. And if you don't get them out within 24 hours, then they got to stay. And then by the time they stay and you're trying to move them out, guess what happens next? Now you have to help them find a place to go live on your own property. They don't have to live on your property, but I'm saying they're on your property, and now you must help them find a place to live. And I remember watching. I said, man, this doesn't make sense to me. But then I thought about the scripture. These people have lived on this land for so long, they are upset, and they are frustrated, and they are bothered over the idea, who in the world do these people think they are? All this entire time, we lived here, we inhabited inhabited this place and now you're going to come and tell us we have to leave they were angry and they were frustrated when i saw that then i caught the revelation of the scripture that do you know tonight that when you bow your knee and you tell every unclean thing you must go you have no right to take habitants in me i want to tell you hell becomes angry and frustrated because he remembers where he used to live he remember where he resided, and he's not happy that now he's been removed out. Let me tell you something. Haven't you ever noticed that when you make a decision, 
all hell begins to break loose on you later. It's like all the assaults, all the attacks begin to try to come on you. I want to tell you why. Because hell is not happy. There's a group in South Africa that's called the EFF. This group, they wear a red beret. And what they do a lot of times is they jump on the bandwagon whenever people have land grab and they're trying to fight for their rights. But the problem is this. They're trying to fight for the people's rights, but they really have no right to even be on the land. So what they do is they jump on the bandwagon and they come and they come in massive numbers and they cause all kind of chaos. So the next morning I get up and now they're burning tires all across the road. The EFF is standing out there saying, yeah, who do you think you are? And they're causing all this ruckus. And when I saw that, I said, God, that's exactly what happens to the people of God. That when they make a choice to surrender their life to you, God, and they make a choice, God, to make every unclean thing, God, be no longer in their life, God, hell gets frustrated. You know what they're saying? Do you think that somehow I'm just going to give up and let you take that ground? Do you think somehow I'm just going to simply just throw my hands up in the air and surrender to you and allow you to come in and take over? No, no, no. What they said, without a fight, you can mark it down. We're coming back. That's how the demonic is. He comes back with a fight now. The Bible says it's about this man. That when they find him and he comes back, he's now clothed and in his right mind. See, what really needs to be understood is there's a battle for your soul. I wonder how many, the night of 2020, going into 2021, did some New Year's resolution. I wonder how many on that night did this. God, I'm getting ready to go into 2021. And I'm not going to take, God, this bitterness with me, God, over into 2021, God. Devil, I'm going to close that door. I wonder how many said to themselves, no longer am I going to become an angry man. 2021 is going to be a new year. I'm going to close that door. I wonder how many husbands and wives who are fighting, they argue, they're up and down, talking about divorce made up their mind this year, I'm not going to speak the word divorce. They said, I'm going to close every door. Devil, you're not going to have access. But let me tell you something. It's one thing to make a resolution and say you want to close the door. It's a whole other thing to keep that door closed. Come on now. You know why? Because husband and wife, another argument is coming. Friend, can I tell you, somebody's going to say something about you that's going to get you angry. You may hear somebody say something about you that can get you bitter again. You may have said to yourself, God, this year, I'm not going to be the gossip queen no more. That's it. I'm done, God. God, this more, I'm not going to be addicted, God, to my drugs, God. God, I'm not going to be addicted, God, to alcohol. This year, no more pornography. This year, no more pervert. God, I am done. But let me tell you something. It's just as only good as a resolution 
But you must understand the demonic will come back. He's frustrated now. So the Bible says that he found him sitting clothed in his right mind. Why do you think tonight, church, that the devil is so, so frustrated when people make a choice? Why does he come back with a vengeance? See, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, you can go there. Chapter 12, verse 12, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth of the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. Church, I don't know if you realize, come on now. Let's wake up and smell the coffee. We're in the last days. Can you see what's happening around us? The world is taking a shift. And the devil understands something. He understands, hold on, I have a short time. I must do whatever I can do to take men and women out of the will of God. So the devil knows something about God. He knows God is a God of the future. God is a God of hope. And he understands something that if he can wreck havoc and take you out before God comes back, I want to tell you something, then he's won. But I want to say tonight, secondly, somebody said this to me, there will be times. Well, look at secondly, there will be times. Look at this now. Because just because of a door that's closed, just because of a resolution, just because you looked over 2020 and said, God, I don't want to be the man that I was in 2020, bring him to 2021. God, I don't want to be the woman, God, that I was in 2020. God, I want to be a different woman. Just because we said all of that, let me tell you something, there will be times. Look at this. Verse 44, then he says, I'll return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it in empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And then they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be for this wicked generation. See, the agenda tonight of the demonic, the agenda tonight of the devil, he understands he has a short time and he waits for every moment and he waits for an opportunity to come back in. I want to tell you, this is not the time and this is not the hour to play church games. In South Africa, the colored community where I pastor at, there's Africans there. And there's another group of people they call colored people. I pastor in a colored community. I realize you say that word in America, you'd be in trouble. I remember when I got to South Africa and I heard people saying that. I said, hey, man, you're going to get beat down. People walking there, oh, they're colored. But that's their, that's their race. They're the colored people. We pastor our, the colored people. But what happens is they have this saying, and they say this to me. They go, pastor. People better stop playing churchy, churchy, because God can come back. And what they're saying is, says, you know what? Don't come to church and play church. 
come to church and be real and serve God, I want to declare tonight that the same way you are in the house of God, it ought to be the same way you are at home. Can somebody say amen tonight? God, I'm no different, God. Who I am in church, God, is who I am, God, on the street. Who I am in the house of God is who I am, God, at the workplace, God. Who I am in the house of God is who I am, God, in my neighborhood, God. I am the same, God. I am a blood-washed Pentecostal. Oh, I'm telling you, it has to be real because the demonic has an agenda. One of my biggest heartbreaks, listen to me in South Africa, right in front of my church building, you'll have a house and almost every other house, somebody does drugs in every other house. Somebody's hooked on drugs. Somebody's hooked on tick, crystal meth. Did you hear what I said? Almost every other house, someone is doing drugs. That place is drug infested. There's prostitution, there's gang violence, and what breaks my heart more than anything is when I watch men walking through the door, women walk in the door who are broken, messed up, and they sit under the Holy Ghost, and they feel the conviction, and they raise their hand, and they bow their knee at an altar. I've watched them weep. I've watched them cry out to God, God have mercy on me, and God does that. But you know my biggest heartbreak? Is I say, oh God, let them understand, God, the revelation, God, that they cannot afford, God, to play the game. Because hell is coming with a vengeance now. And I watch those same men, those same women, have a misstep. Think somehow they can play the game. And hell, take them right out of the will of God. I want to tell you. There will be times. I know we look good tonight, don't we? Got our dresses on, got our suits on, got our tie on. We all look good. But let me tell you something tonight. I don't care how good we look. From the preacher down to you sitting out there, there will be times. Hell comes and tries me. Hell will come try you. We're not exempt tonight. Now watch this. Two things you must understand about the devil. Write these two things down. One, the devil hates to see order in our life. That's one thing. He hates to see order because the Bible says when he found the gathering demoniac, he was clothed and put in his right mouth. Now there's order. Why does the demonic hate order so much? Because he understands God is a God of order. And if God is a God of order, then that means God can put your life together. And if God is involved in putting your life together, I guarantee you, your life is going somewhere now. He hates order. The second thing about the devil, write this down. He loves to function in chaos. Oh, that's where he operates best. He operates best under chaos. He operates best under dysfunction. He loves it. He hates to see order. Look now, there will be times when the demonic will come. The Bible says, verse 44, I return to my house. Did you hear this now? Did you hear this? 
He goes, listen here. That's my house. He goes, don't come telling me that I've been living in you all this time. I've had the stronghold of pornography over you. I've had the stronghold of alcoholism over you. I've had the stronghold of your mind. There are people here tonight, even some young ladies, your your emotions run wild up and down. God saves you. Brings your mind right, your emotions right. Now the devil sees this. Bound in alcoholism, drugs, all these things. The devil says, hold on, I'm coming back to my house from which I came. He says, don't forget, don't you get excited too much too quick. Because I remember, remember me, I used to live there. It is so real and so personal to the demonic that the Bible says, I will come back. There will be times. You ever got set free from something? And next week, it tried to come back on you. Hello? You ever say, God, I'm not going to gossip no more? And the next week, your mouth got loose again? Oh, my Lord, get quiet in here now. <laughs> I mean, you say this, right? And what happens? You find yourself because they'll visit you. Look at this church. The Bible says, and when he comes, he finds it empty and swept. I want to show you something tonight, church. You know, in this text I'm reading to you, right? The Bible talks about an unclean spirit. But I'm going to show you in just a moment the power of your will in the door. Because the Bible says the demon spirit, the demonic says, I'm going back to my house from which I came. But do you know tonight that everyone who has a house has a door. And no one can just come into your house unless you, say it again, open the door. So that tells me that when the demonic came back to his house, he couldn't just go back in. Oh, we understand a spirit can move in and move, but I'm talking about the principle of you being like a house and you being able to close the door, nothing can get back in unless you open the door. I mean, that be that, that unclean spirit goes like this. He comes to the house. Oh, oh, I see your lovey dovey this week. Ah. Husbands and wives kissing on each other, loving, oh, oh, you're doing good. And he's looking at all of this. He goes, but I'm watching. I'll be back. And then he comes and he sees that young man that's no longer hooked on pornography. Oh, I see him. He's not on his, he's not looking at pornography right now. He's reading his Bible, but I'll, I'll check him out later. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see this young lady who's always troubled. Oh, I got to have a man. I got to have a man. I got to have a man. Now she finds the son of God. He's her man. But I'll be back for you, young lady, on Valentine's Day. Ain't that when it always happens? When all the couples are having Valentine's and the single person is going like, oh my God, I don't have nobody to love. <laughs> hey there, Sermon Podcast listeners. This is Pastor Adam back with you again. 
wanted to just take a second here to thank you once again for listening to this sermon podcast. We've had an explosive rate of growth and listenership for the past few weeks, and we hope that you appreciate these daily sermons to encourage you and help you. I just want to share a couple of ratings that we've gotten in the Apple Podcast application. Clint B. writes a five-star review. He said, I am so grateful for our fellowship. Thank you. This podcast, very helpful through the day. Uh, Bobby Sanford from North Carolina said, inspiring. Awesome to hear sermons that are encouraging and inspiring to the church. Uh, We could really use your help to add a couple more of these very helpful reviews. Uh, These do help us to get the word out about this podcast. I want you to know that we have a truly worldwide impact with this podcast from the United States to the UK, Australia, Ireland, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, Netherlands, Canada, Romania, Afghanistan, Namibia, Vietnam, Switzerland, Kenya, India, Russia, Hong Kong, Ghana, Uganda, Guam, Meritus, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Zambia, Japan, Jamaica, Malaysia, Israel, Ukraine. The list goes on and on of nations that are listening to these sermons. So we just want to say thank you for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're sharing these when you hear a good one. And please, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review of what you like about this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and back to the rest of the sermon. And the demonic goes, I went from my house, which I came... And he says, I found it, swept, clean, and put in order. Now look at this. Pay attention to the language of scripture. Because the Bible says, he says when he leaves, I will find, I will go back and get seven more wicked than myself. Now did you hear what I said tonight? That ought to make you think tonight. He goes, I'm wicked, but I got seven other ones more wicked than me now. You know what happened here? Do you understand what's taking place here? When he came back and he saw you, he realized he could not just come back in. When he came back, he realized you have now got some reinforcement. He realized now you're fellowshipping with the brothers and the sisters of God. He realized you're surrounded by a support group. He understands you are now reinforced. And the Bible says, he goes, I know what I must do cannot be done by myself. I need to go and get some help to break this man or this woman back down. I need some help to break this marriage back down. I need some help to put this drug addiction. I need some help. And he goes, I will get seven more wicked than me to come back. You see, seven is a number of completion. Hello? He goes, this time, when I come back, I'm coming to finish you. This time, when I come back, I'm going to complete the task. This time, when I come back, I'm going to make sure it is done right. 
This is done. See, the demonic knows that once you begin to pray, you begin to lay a hold of God, you begin to change, God begins to help you. I want to tell you something. There will be times and hell will send reinforcements to try to take out the will of God. Are you hearing me tonight, young lady? 2020 came and you said, that's it. 2021, I ain't worried about boys. I don't need a man. Jesus Christ, he's my man. And then two weeks later, somebody comes around. Gives you the eye. Starts talking to you at work. Uh-huh. Flexing a little bit. Uh-huh. And you're like, my God, I just thought, it's real. Sir, it's real. Marriage is real. Come on now. You see, right here, he understands your state will be worse this time. Has anyone ever seen a backslider trying to regain his ground? Seen a backslider trying to regain ground? Maybe you're sitting here tonight, one time you were serving God and you backslid and you've made your way back by the grace of God. But can we be honest? We're in church. Let's not lie. Come on, church. If you backslid and you left and you came back, you can be honest with the rest of us and tell some people, you know what? It's not as easy as you think to get back. Because when you lose ground, you must now regain ground. Now, what happens here? The mnemonic understands this. He understands that now there's going to be a fight, but you must come and establish yourself. But the devil's arrogant tonight, church. You know he's arrogant? I said the devil's arrogant. Do you know this tonight? The Bible says in Job 2, 2, you can read it in your own time. Look at this. I want to show you his arrogance. He's so arrogant that one day... God says to the devil, look at this. He goes, hey, from where do you come? The Bible says that God says to the devil, look at the urge of the devil. He goes, what's up? What do you mean from where do I come? You're asking me for what I, what, what's up? Can you imagine this? The devil is telling God, I walk to and fro where I want to walk. He's telling God in the face, don't worry about where I'm come to and fro. I can go anywhere I want to go and I can go check on your people whenever I want. I want to stop by and visit them sometimes. You know, God has a rebuke back to the devil. Because, see, what the devil is trying to make people believe and trying to throw at God that when people get saved, people really don't stay saved. And then God says, no, 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 hold on, devil. Yes, you're walking to and fro, doing what you want to do. But I want to say, have you considered my servant, Job? He is a righteous and an upright man. He goes, you may think you can walk here. You may think you can walk there. But let me tell you, I also have 
people that when they get saved, they can stay saved by the grace of God. And they don't got to be up and down and in and out. They can be washed by the blood of the Lamb. Would you give God praise tonight, church? He's telling him, devil, I got people that when they get it, they got it. But he has an arrogance. Listen to me this morning, this evening. If God has touched your mind, sir, if God has touched your mind, ma'am, if God has touched you in the emotional area of your life, if God has touched your marriage, if God has set you free, sir or ma'am, from perversion or pornography or lust, if God has set you free from a swearing mouth, drinking, anger, rage, whatever it can be, a bad attitude, let me tell you, keep the door closed because there will be times I want to close with this keeping them out I'm one of those hope in the gospel I'm one of those hope I believe tonight that when you close a door the door can stay closed I do believe that he who the son makes free is free indeed forever. Come on now. I do believe that when God touches your mind, you can keep a right mind. I believe when God sets you free from drug addiction or alcoholism, you don't got to be tempted or have a craving. That craving can be gone and the door can remain closed. Is anybody here this evening, church? I want to show you. Watch how powerful the door is in Scripture. I want to show you now. Remember, he went back. He can't just go in. He's had reinforcement now. He understands the door. But the devil will look for any open door and any avenue he can get in. You must remember this revelation. The devil never likes to go too far. Say this with me tonight. Or put this on your WhatsApp status. People love putting some on their status. Oh, I'm drowning in my sorrow. I don't know if I'm going to make it another day. It's amazing what they put on the status, right? Then they get mad at everybody. Why are you in my business, sister? Why'd you put it on WhatsApp? Oh, I don't know how long this marriage is going to last. Where's the real man? And they put, this only happened in South Africa. It happened here in America, too. In America, too. All right. And they put all this stuff on. And I'm like, why are you talking about your marriage? And everybody in the church got your WhatsApp. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) But I want to show you something. Say this with me. The devil never likes to go too far. Watch this now, church. I want to show you, and I want you to hear the demonic speak. And this demon is going to tell you what I'm saying is absolutely true and biblical. That when you get free, how many here 
have had moments of freedom. Raise your hand. You've had moments of freedom where you got free. But mark this down. He never likes to go too far. I want to show you biblically tonight how the devil works. Mark chapter 5, verse 9, the Bible says this. Then he asked him, what is your name? This is Jesus speaking. And he answered, my name is Legion, for we are many. Verse 10. And he also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Did everybody just hear this? Look at this, church. I want to show you what happened here. So what happened is you have a man who's unclean. Look at this. This man's unclean. This man has a legion of devils in him. And the Bible says Jesus walks up and he says, what is your name? And now the demon goes, my name is Legion, for we are many. He understood something now. Oh, my Lord, my God, I am face to face with Jesus Christ himself. I don't stand a chance. So what he does, he goes, since I know that I don't stand a chance because he is Jesus. And at the name of Jesus Christ, demons tremble and flee. They know they have no. So what they do is they go into negotiation now. He tells the devils, hold on. Hey, guys, give me a moment. I want to talk to Jesus. We can negotiate something. You know what he does? He goes, okay, Jesus, it's fine. We know we have no power over you. We know you're bigger than us, greater than us. But can we negotiate here? When you cast us out, don't cast us out of the country. What they're saying is, okay, we will leave, but just leave us somewhere in the area. See, when you get delivered... And you've closed all these doors, whatever door you battle with. When you close that door and you say, God, I'm set free. Can I tell you something? The devil never goes too far. I had a young man delivered from drugs. We have a whole church, many of them filled. The Holy Ghost delivered from drugs, addiction. We have other people that never have been involved in any such things. But I remember these individuals, they struggled. I remember watching that young man get saved and delivered. I mean, God touched him. You know, what's interesting is he told me about a week later, he goes, man, Pastor, I can't believe it. I got delivered. God touched me. He goes, and then now, two houses down from me, they made that a drug house. Do you think tonight that's a coincidence? It's not a coincidence. The devil never likes to go too far. He said, cast us out, but don't cast us outside the country. Now, I want to show you the power of a door now. Stay with me, church. This is why you must keep the doors closed. I want to show you this evening. Can you remember this story in Scripture? Genesis chapter 4, verse 6. The Lord God said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, 
Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and desires for you that you should, but you should rule over it. This is in the beginning of Scripture. The book of Genesis is the very beginning, the book of beginnings. And in the book of beginnings, God is emphasizing how crucial a door is. He goes, Cain, listen to me, Cain's son. He goes, there's something at work. Your anger is at work, Cain. Angry, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Cain, if you have to be careful, if you don't get a hold of this, he goes, the demonic operates just like this. He goes, he lies at the door. You know what he's saying? Cain, nothing has overtaken you as of yet. It's just on the other side of the door. And it's waiting for you. And it's lying there and desires for you. I want to tell you, Cain, you must keep the door closed. And what does Cain do? He opens the door. Hell comes in. And he murders his brother. You see why the door is so critical. You know, in South Africa, most people are fortunate, some are not. But in America, everyone's pretty much fortunate when it comes to this. You have a door in your house. You got a peephole, right? So when somebody comes knocking on your door, I hope you don't open your door. I hope you first go like this. Look, right? I hope you do this first. No, no, Pastor Ortiz, not me. I just open the door. That's when you get in trouble because you're getting arrogant now. You're getting overconfident. Now, if you're short like me, you might need another little peephole down below. But what happens is you have the right to look at what's at the door. It cannot get in unless you open the door. He told Cain, Cain, it's all up to you. Look how much deeper the revelation of a door gets. Look at this now. Revelation 320. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Now, do you hear what he said now? Look at this church. This is profound. This to me is revelational. That God himself, a God of all power, a God of all strength, a God of all authority, a God of all dominion, cannot even open the door of your heart. 
God says, I can't even come in. When I knock, I still depend on your will to open the door. So don't tell me that when God touches you and he changes you, somehow you've gone back to the old man or the old woman by accident or by yourself. No, no, no. The Bible tells me somewhere we had to open the door. Let me tell you what's interesting about this door. The Bible says Jesus goes like this. He goes, I stand at the door and I knock. See, these doors only have one doorknob. The doorknob is on the inside, not on the outside. That means that when the demonic comes in, not even the demonic can come in. That even when the Son of God is trying to come in and dine with you and dine with me, he can't even come in. He can't just barge in. He goes, I have to let you turn the knob, open the door. You have to let me in. That's how powerful your will is to close every door tonight, church. I don't know about you. I don't want to be just free. I want to stay free. Hello, I don't know about you. I want a marriage just to stay together. I want a marriage to get better. Come on now. You know, you can learn to live together, but never get better. You can make up your mind, I'm going to stop being this person, stop being that person. You can do those things, but here's the question. The door. They'll come. Even tonight, you that are sitting here this evening, who know God or may not know God tonight, that God is such a gentleman, he cannot even barge into your heart. He's going to wait on you to open the door. Even tonight, you want to close doors. God said, I'll help you. Grab the door, close it. I'm going to help you by the grace of God. It's amazing, our will, but I know a God that can help me keep the doors closed. I want every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. In respect to your neighbor and to God for just a few moments. I don't want anyone looking around or moving around for just a few moments See, right now is the most important time of the service. Because there's a God tonight who loves mankind. There's a God tonight who has died for humanity. And if God loves us enough and died for all of humanity then I would have to say that that loving God comes through and he knocks. He's a gentleman, a gentle tap. Young lady, Jesus Christ loves you. Young man, Jesus Christ loves you. Couple, he loves you. He's tapping on your heart. And you could be here this evening saying, man, what is this that I'm sensing? 
what is it that I'm feeling? The tap of God saying, can I come in? Can I come into every area of your life? Can I set you free? Can I have every room? See, you are here tonight. You're in this place. You say, Pastor Ortiz, Pastor Wakefield. That's what I need tonight. That's what I long for. Is the touch of God. I need forgiveness of my sins. I need God's mercy. I need God's grace. I need God's help. Would you please say a prayer for me tonight? I want God. If that's you, would you raise your hand right up? Right down. God bless you, sir. Anybody else? Quickly raise it up. I see this hand. Anyone else? Quickly raise it up. Say, that's me this evening. God, I want you, God, to come and fill every area of my life, God. God, I want to turn away. God, I want to close doors. Anyone else? Raise it up quickly. Right up, right down. I see this hand. Anyone else? Say, that's me tonight. God bless you, young man. Anyone else? You are here tonight, backslidden away from God. You know what that means? This evening, at one time, you were going in the right direction. It could have been trials. It could have been ups. It could have been downs. It could have been the assault of hell. And you realize tonight, God, I have fallen away, God. But thank God for the grace of God and for the hand of God. And this evening, God is speaking to you, sir. God is speaking to you, ma'am. Say, that's me. I am backslidden, but I'm coming home tonight, devil, I declare. If that's you, raise your hand right up. Right down. Say, that's me tonight. I'm closing these doors. I'm reestablishing my heart with God. If that's you, I want to pray for you. If you raise your hand tonight, would you lift your eyes and look at me? You raise your hand. You mean that, sir? I want you to come on and pray with you. Come. Young man, come. If I could have two workers tonight, God bless you. That's going to help you. If you kneel down, someone to pray with you. If I could have someone else, come. Pray with these. God is an awesome God. He's a God of power. He's a God of strength. He's a God that can set mankind free. He's a God that can help you keep the door closed, but you have to have a will. If you're in the chairs, would you stand to your feet tonight? Come on, would you stand to your feet? Congregation, would you stand to your feet? I want to open these altars. Why don't you come? Come out of your seat. Find a place to pray. Maybe God spoke to you in the service. God's dealing with you about an area. I want to tell you, 2021 is going to have its own set of challenges. 2021 can remember what 2020 was like. And you have to make a choice to say, devil, I realize tonight that you are angry, you are upset, you are frustrated, that you've been removed from the house from which you came. But you have no right, you have no dominion over my life any longer. I've closed the door. But I want to tell you something. The Bible says they will come. And they will come. You can have freedom. God, we thank you. Pray tonight. Cry out to God. God, your grace, your mercy. God, your hand tonight, God, and your dominion, God, that changes and transforms the hearts of people. God, we long for your hand, God, and for your touch tonight by the grace of God. Church, I want to pray with you. Come on, would you stand to your feet? I want to pray with you. Come on. 
Stand with me this evening. We're going to pray together. Would you stand to your feet? Come on, we're going to pray together. I want to say something to you quickly. Look at this. You must let God into every area. Come on. You ever done this before? You ever have somebody over to your house? Friends, family, right? And they come over. Your wife's been made aware. So what does your wife do? She starts kind of cleaning up, picking up. So what happens is this, right? <laughs> you come into the house, the front room is elaborate. Come to the kitchen, the kitchen's elaborate, everything's beautiful, nice, right? So what happens is your guest goes, excuse me, ma'am. Listen, can I, can I use the bathroom? So what happens is, you know, the women, oh, they, they want to make sure that, that bathroom is spotless clean. You'll even tell your husband, don't you even use the bathroom in their night. Wait, let, let somebody else use it first. You will tell them that. So what happens, they're walking down the hallway and, and they're going to the bathroom and all of a sudden the wife goes, oh my God, I left my bedroom door open. And she, she's running down the hallway and, and, and your guest is going down the hall and you outrun your guest. And they go, and what happens, they're almost to the door. They grab the wrong door. You go, no! And you shut that door. That's my bedroom door. That's the bathroom. You know why? Come on, everybody who's married knows the truth. That's the room we always clean last, right? <laughs> that's the room we're like, no, no, no. That's like every, every. You can't do God like that, though. God says, I'm coming. No, God, not that door. I'm angry. She talked about me. I'm going to talk about her. No, God, God. No, you must let God in there. Take him on now. How do you win tonight? You know, as I travel, when I was in America, I would drive different places. And when you're traveling, sometimes I would get tired at night and I would want to rest somewhere. And as I'm driving, sometimes I would go by a hotel or a motel and it would say, no vacancies, right? And when it says no vacancy, you know you have no place to stay. But I love this one better. When I would drive and I would see, said no vacancy, this is the one I love the most. I would drive by and the sign would say, sold out I love that one better see the next time the devil comes and comes to your house he goes says devil excuse me did you read my sign I'm sold out by the blood of the lamb would you give God praise tonight I'm sold out no you can't live here no the door is closed we're going to pray this evening how many want God to help us God's going to close the doors, but you close it. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website, vvph.org, and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.